This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mitch Lawrence, NBA Radio on SiriusXM, joins us to start the season. How you doing, Mitch? I'm doing great. Can't wait for the season to get started. How are you, Scotty? I'm great. Do you think that... Um... Like tomorrow night, without uh, George, that uh, Davis and LeBron will take advantage of that absence and beat the Clippers, or do you think we'll just see Patrick Beverly play great defense and get in a fight with someone? <laughs> I think Patrick Beverly will definitely get involved with somebody. But you want to know something? If you're the Lakers and you don't have to play Paul George, you got to go out and win that game. I mean, come on. it's uh, That's sitting there. But look. I like the Clippers overall. I think the Clippers are going to actually win their first NBA title because they're going to be a relentless, great defensive team with Kawhi, Paul George. No load management for Kawhi compared to what he did last year. And the Lakers are going to be a terrible defensive team. they got a lot of names with guys who are way over the hill. LeBron doesn't like to play defense either. The only way they're going to win and play defense is if Anthony Davis is that defensive player of the year he claims he wants to be. But I think it's going to be a longer year for the Lakers than people think. Well, a lot of people think, uh, like Vegas has the Clippers-Lakers 1-2 and odds to uh, win the championship. So uh, you don't have faith in that, apparently, with the Lakers. No, I just don't. I just think that, you know what, they've got some names. They've got guys like, you know, Danny Green and Dwight Howard. But come on, I don't know how many people are going to be able to stop. We all know LeBron, he only plays defense when he really wants to, which is in very much these days. And as we all know, he's going to be 35 in another couple of, in a, in a month or two. So, yeah, I think the Clippers from that standpoint, the Clippers to me are the chalk. They are the, the team to go with because I think, you know, Kawhi wants to make history, win another title, get his first regular season uh, MVP compared to the finals MVPs. And I think Paul George is in a perfect role there. And defensively, they are going to be hell on wheels for teams. So I think Doc Rivers has the much better team in L.A., better than uh, Frank Vogel. So do you think uh, a lot of people, uh, we've been talking on this show about the Warriors, without Clay Thompson till what, you know, February, March, yeah. April yeah. maybe. But, uh, but with D'Lo and Curry and Green, and do you think that they're a bad choice in terms of uh, being a, a heavy in the West anyway? Oh. No, they're not. You know what? They're going to be seventh or eighth if that. They just lost too much talent. I mean, first of all, start with Durant. That's why the playing field is all of a sudden leveled in the league because he left there. And Curry's played a million playoff games the last five years, so we'll see how much he can play if there's going to have to be load management. You know, Draymond Green got paid. We'll see how that impacts him. And I just don't know if you lose, you know, you lose Durant, you lost Iguodala, you don't have Clay, and you lost Sean Livingston. How can you be? How can you be that good, especially in the West? I think you know Curry could. I don't buy the stuff that Curry's going to be the MVP. I think he can win a scoring title. He's going to have to shoot about 35 times a game for them to win. I just think Golden State's going to take a big time step back, and it makes sense when you look at the talent that they've lost. Uh, Mitch Lawrence with us. He's great. You can check him out on Sirius uh, NBA Radio. What do you think of the, uh, the these other teams like the Nuggets? who were so good uh, last year and, and these last couple of years, and the Rockets now with Westbrook and Harden playing together. 
you know what, just like I'm looking for a team like but what, who's the Boston of this year? Who's that team that's going to come in with all the hype and underachieve? I could see the Lakers being that team. I could see the Rockets being that team. Mike D'Antoni's a lame duck coach. We know Harden's going to put up great numbers in the regular season, but is he going to get it done in the playoffs with Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook, man, you know, he's bad shot selection. He's a turnover waiting to happen. I don't know if Houston's going to do any noise and make any noise in the playoffs, but I'll tell you what, I like what Denver's done. They're coming back with the same team they've got. They've always had, you know, it's a tough place to play there. And Scotty, that team that lost Game 7 on their home court last year to Portland when C.J. McCollum went off, I think that is a great playoff scar for a young team to have going forward, using that to build off of this year. I could see them getting, you know, at least making the Western Conference Finals this year with Jokic, who's a uh, MVP candidate. Who knows? Maybe they'll get to a Finals for one. How do you think uh, Porzingis, who looks jacked, he gained like 20 yeah. pounds of muscle, how do you think he's going to play with Dodgers? Because I think they're going to be really good together. I think the rest of the team is kind of trash. Yeah, the supporting cast isn't very good. Look, Dodgers is the real deal. I still have to see Porzingis play and not get hurt. He's always, you know, we saw flashes in New York. We know the type of talent that he has. We wanted to see him rebound more, score inside more. That's one thing. But the fact that he hasn't been able to stay healthy, as you know, that's a huge deal with guys. I mean, we're seeing what's happening with, with poor Zion Williamson right now. He can't even get his career on track. But if Porzingis and Doncic are on the court together for 70, 75 games, maybe the Mavericks can overcome their lack of a supporting cast and actually make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to get there. I think they need some more help around them. But let's see if Porzingis can actually stay healthy for once. So they gave, uh, you know, Quinn Snyder a new deal in Utah. What do you think of Spider in that team? Yeah, I like that. I mean, look. They got a lot better with their moves. Mike Conley's going to help them a lot over Ricky Rubio. It's going to take pressure off of Donovan Mitchell. Bringing in Bogdanovich from, from Indiana is going to help them with their offense. Now Ingles comes off the bench. Dennis Lindsay is their GM. That's a tough place to be able to get free agents, so he had to make a big trade with Mike Conley, and I think that's going to help them. I could see Utah, you know, they're going to be real good in the regular season. I just don't know. A team like that, when they have to play a team, if they meet up with the Lakers, let's say they meet up with, obviously, the Clippers, they don't have a finals MVP on that team that they can match. A guy who you know at the end of a quarter, at the end of a playoff game, can get you a big basket late. That's the one thing I worry about with them. It's going to have to come down to maybe Mike Conley, but we'll see. But I think Utah will be a very tough out. Uh, So the Nets, with no KD, just Kyrie and the cast with – Levert and company that was really a good team last year. They were solid. How do you think they'll be with no KD and just Kyrie? Well, next year, I mean, next year, if Kevin comes back next year, Durant, and he's over the Achilles, they will go right to the top of the East because they'll have a two-time final. Let's say he's not diminished. I mean, that's a big thing off the Achilles. We'll see what kind of shape he's in. But on paper with Kyrie, that should be the best team in the East depending on what still happens in Philly and Milwaukee, obviously. This year, there's still going to be 44, 45 wins maybe. I want to see what Kyrie Irving does off an awful year he had last year in Boston. Couldn't get along with teammates, had his problems with his coach. Uh, we all know that the, the death of his grandfather apparently sent him off the rails. He couldn't regroup. He needed counseling. He needed to take a leave of absence. Uh, the guy drew $20 million from the Celtics and basically never told him how messed up he was because of the death of his grandfather. He's got a lot to prove this year. Uh, he's, he claims he's happier. He's back home in this area. That's fine. But he's got to go out and prove it. He has a lot to say. He needs to go out and show that he's a great player again. So, and Mitch, a great teammate. Mitch Lawrence with us. Uh, what do you think of the Raptors without uh, Kawhi? Sunk. They're sunk. They're not going anywhere. Wow. I mean, you know, you lose Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> okay, Pascal Siakam showing pro. He's showing progress. 
He's a guy who you think could be a big-time player. I don't know if he's ever going to be an elite player. They're going to pay him tons of money. He got the big contract, $130 million. Without Kawhi Leonard, where are they going in terms of getting out of the, you know, getting out of the East? Could they make a little noise in the playoffs? Perhaps they've got a lot of veteran guys who have won, but come on, that's still a huge loss. That's a tremendous, that's a crippling blow for that franchise. And, you know, regular season-wise in the East, they're still going to be in the playoffs but I just don't expect them to make any noise at all when it comes to the playoffs. A lot of people think the Sixers are the best team in the East. and uh, I'm not buying it. You're not buying it. No, you know why? Who do they have who can go late in the game who can get a shot? They don't have anybody. They claim it's going to be Tobias Harris. He's never had that role. I'm talking about a playoff situation. We know they're going to make the playoffs. Ben Simmons is not a good shooter. He's a reluctant shooter. Joel Embiid is unreliable. You can't depend on this guy. He gets sick and misses playoff games. Who ever heard of that? So I know on paper they've got a great starting five, and Josh Richardson is there now and fine. But I'll tell you what, the Jimmy Butler loss hurts, and I just got to see with my own eyes who down the stretch of a playoff game they can depend on to get them a big basket when, there's, when it's like when you need a Kyrie Irving, when you need a Kawhi Leonard, when you lead, need a guy like a, you know, a, Le- a LeBron. They don't have that player. Right. Do you uh, still think it's the Bucs are the best team? I do. I do. And, and this is a Bucks team that doesn't have a number two star in my mind. I mean, Chris Middleton's a nice player, but he's on a championship team. I think he'd be your third guy. But Giannis, I'm, depending on him, I'm looking at him to actually be better than last year and be not satisfied with being an MVP, uh, taking his game to another level and getting the sick, excuse me, getting the Bucks to the finals. I actually have the Clippers and the Bucks, if you can believe that, playing for the NBA Finals in June. I mean, call me crazy, but I think those are going to be the two best teams. And you have to love what Giannis has done, and he's not satisfied. He's got a great work ethic. He wants to be even better than he was last year, and that means he's got to improve his game in the playoffs where teams were able to shut him down, especially Toronto last year. He's got to improve on that. Uh, Mitch uh, Lawrence with us. Let me ask you, on NBA Radio last week, they were talking about Sabonis uh, was going to get traded, and he was like, well, this shows me what they think of me, and then they gave him $77 million today. Is that deal just to give him a deal and then trade him, or are they going to keep him? You know, there's a big question out there about whether he and Miles Turner can get along. That has to be that, that remains to be seen. Uh, you know, it's not an easy place to get guys. Obviously, it's not a free agent destination. He's part of one of their great trades in history when they traded off Paul George. You got Oladipo and Sabonis. So I wouldn't be surprised if they kept him. But I think a lot of people out there want to see what it looks like when he has to play with Miles Turner. But we all like the job that Sabonis has done. And if they put him on the trade market, there are going to be a lot of teams that are going to want him. And uh, give me your synopsis of uh, the Knicks now. <laughs> Boy. I'll tell you what, what a brutal offseason it was, right? I mean, they couldn't even get meetings with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They lost out on the lottery for Zion, although now you wonder about Zion. But, I mean, you know, they still don't have – the big thing is they still don't have a point guard. It's just a mess in New York. And, um, you know, they're still going to – they've brought in 5,000 power forwards, so they're going to win some games. But for Nick fans, this is going to be another long year. The big thing for Nick fans has to be – can they develop R.J. Barrett and Kevin Knox and get something out of those guys to give themselves two future building blocks? We'll see about that. I got one minute respectfully. Uh, how do you think Jimmy Buckets will do with Spolster down in Miami? Oh, he's fine down here. It's guys like Deion Waiters who are bucking the system. He wants to be a Laker. That's what, what I've been told. Uh, you know, so he doesn't fit in the culture down there. But Jimmy Butler, hey, he went down there. He wanted the money. He wanted to be the number one guy. He'll get them to the playoffs. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And uh, this is the type of situation he's going to thrive in because 
he, you know, they, they run a tight ship down there, and that's what he wants. He wants that type of thing. But in terms of he needs a second star in the worst way, whether it's, good, whether it's going to be Chris Paul or somebody else, he's not going anywhere in terms of deep in the playoffs, even in the East, unless he's got a running mate. And right now he doesn't have anybody. Awesome stuff, Mitch Lawrence. I'm sad that uh, Zion's not going to play for two months, but uh, eventually we'll see him. And when he played in the preseason, he was ferocious. Uh, Mitch, thanks for coming on the bench. We'll check out uh, Mitch Lawrence on NBA Radio, and we'll have him on the bench all season long. Thanks, Mitch. Thank you. See you, Scott. All right. Mitch Lawrence of NBA Radio on Sirius XM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.